Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 60 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Shore Parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. We're doing this podcast on a Thursday morning, a snowy Thursday morning in the area. We found out yesterday uh, that the Eagles had moved on from Leotis McKelvin. This is all starting now as the Eagles are trying to clear out some cap room. Every team in the NFL is. Free agency, the league year, opens just about a month. From now, so Elliot, we'll start with you. The McKelvin news came out this week, and it's probably just the start here as the Eagles try to figure out a way to to create cap room, which they usually have under Howie Roseman. This year, it's it's much tighter than usual. Yeah, I mean, McKelvin was a move they they had to make, even if there wasn't any cap ramifications. I mean, maybe you bring him back as like your fourth guy, fifth guy, and he's inactive, but they could not bring him back as a starter this year. I mean, the fact that they saved three million dollars by cutting him is is a bonus, and you know that's probably why they'll justify doing it. But you know, the way he played last year, he he wasn't worth bringing back on the roster. He clearly is not a starting cornerback in the NFL. He's definitely not a starting cornerback in the NFC East where he goes against, you know, some of the best receivers in the league when they play their division games. So, yeah, they're going to start to create cap space. But the McKelvin move was one that was, in my opinion, more more talent based and not a guy they wanted back next year than so much just about the money. And Elliot, right afterwards, you wrote that they have about $15.2 million now after cutting McKelvin. Now, about five of that will go to whoever they draft. So there's not, still not that much cap room there to go out and sign players. Throughout this podcast, we're going to look at some of the guys that might be cut, could be cut. Yet, and we'll give a yes or no, should they be, and, and what the savings are. Mark, before we get into the names, and I know we want to debate some big ones here. Before we get into them, how much cap room do you think they want to get to should they get to they're at 15 or so right now like what's a number that that you think makes sense you know to to do something in free agency well here's the thing um if you look at what what other teams have and that's what you have to look at because another year like if, if if you have 15 and that's second best that's pretty good so you're like wow okay we can do some things because nobody else can 15's bad i mean New England, the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, have close to 60. The Green Bay Packers, who got to the Final Four, have over 40. I mean, that's good teams I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's teams that are certainly better than the Eagles, much better than the Eagles, who have way more cap room. So they, I mean, on one hand, it's easy. I mean, Eagles could try to get as much cap space as they can possibly, you know, get. But at what cost? I mean, you, you can't just – every guy you cut, you have to replace. All right, they got rid of Leotis McKelvin, and I'm, I'm with Elliot. That that wasn't a cap move. If, if the Eagles had $50 million in, in, in cap space, I think they still cut McKelvin because he's just not any good. They didn't mm-hmm. cut him. That wasn't – if he was good, $3 million, he'd be worth keeping. You know, that's not bad, but he's not any good. I mean, that was a dumb, that was a dumb decision on Howie Roseman and Jim Schwartz's part. He was bad in Buffalo the year before. What, what were they looking at? He was bad against them when they played him. I mean, that was the dumbest. That was just a dumb signing by people that don't know what that don't know what they're doing and can't evaluate talent. Which is another story as to why this team, if made up the way they are, is never going to be any good. Well, yeah. the, the thing, and those the thing people I'll are say, making these decisions. And, and go ahead, Elliot. But the, the, well, I was going to say those real, same people are in charge. Right. You're right. Well, the thing I was going to say really quick about the salary cap is, so yes, yeah, I mean, Mark is right. Like the Eagles are comp- are going to be competing with teams that have a ton more money. Like just a quick example is Kenny Stills, the receiver from Miami. 
Um, you know, I reported the Eagles are going to be interested in him. And then there was a report earlier this week that he would prefer to stay on, you know, he wants to play on the West Coast. So, you know, who knows if, if that's true in terms of his interest in the West Coast, but let's just say it is. The Eagles are going to comp- be competing with, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, who I think have $80 million in cap space, and the Rams, who I think have over 40, if not more. So no, that's a problem. But, but, but wait, 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 sorry, let me just finish. But the thing I was going to say is the thing about the NFL salary cap, though, is if the Eagles can get to around $20 million in cap space, they'll be able to sign anybody they want. I mean, the, the cap, the cap in the NFL, it can be manipulated. You can make it so, you know, you give a guy whatever and his cap hit ends up being, you know, relatively small for a year or two. And the Eagles cap situation this year is not great. I mean, as, as Mark said, it's one of, one of the worst in the league in terms of cap space. I think they're in the, the bottom third, even if they cut some guys, you know, they're already at 15 million, but even after they cut guys, they'll still be in the bottom third. But if there's anything Howie Roseman's supposed to be good at, it's manipulating the cap. Now, maybe the players he manipulates the cap to sign aren't that good, but he should be good at getting this cap. He, he should be able to say, okay, we want, let's say Houston Texans cornerback, uh, AJ Boy, or AJ Boy, you know, becomes a free agent, right? If he becomes a free agent, the Eagles, they might get outbid for him. But they should be able to sign him. I mean, they, they can give out big contracts because be, the way they, the cap works, they should be able to do it. But as Mark said, if you're a free agent, and maybe we could talk about this now on a larger scale, but why would you want to come here? I mean, what, what is there besides the money that would make you want to come to Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. And if the money's better somewhere else, I mean, how he can do everything he wants, but at a certain point, if you're competing with a team that just has more money, you know, uh, it's going to be tough. Right. That's that's what I was going to. There's there's two things that you said I want to comment on. If you, is yeah, you know, you say how we can manipulate the cap. It, eventually, it comes. That's why they're in trouble now because of bad deals he's done in the past. That all right? So you low, so you sign a Kenny Stills and you lower his cap numbers low for this coming season. But then eventually, it's going to. If you're giving him a lot of money, it's going to add up somewhere. It's going to hit. Whether it's an 18, 19, 20, whatever, it's going to hit in one of those years. So that's not really manipulate. That's just doing what what the, our government does, and we get just in, we, we we're in debt because of you know what I'm saying. I mean, you have to pay it eventually, or you well, want to get rid of the guy because you can't afford him after two years. I mean, so I don't want to hear how he does a good job with the cap. He does a terrible job with the cap. Joe Banner, for all his faults, did a great job with the cap. He knew how to do the cap. How he just overpays everybody, and eventually it comes back to bite him. That's why they got rid of Deshaun Jackson and Lashawn McCoy. And and because their cap number, LeSean McCoy's cap number was ridiculous that last year. They had to get rid of him. And, and that's the thing with Jason Peters, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit. But so Jason Peters' cap hit this season is 11.7 million dollars, which actually isn't that bad for a starting for a starting left tackle. I mean, if you know, if you left tackle is the mo- second most position in the sport, probably besides the quarterback. You can make the argument for defensive end, but left tackle is certainly up there. And 11, 11.7 isn't that bad. I think it's but, the eighth highest among left tackles. Well, so it's his, not yeah, like, his yeah, average it's, salary is 10. Right, which isn't bad. But well, he's, he's not the, he, I think he's been the top 10 tackles in the league. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's not, it's not a cap number where if he was 28, you wouldn't be saying, oh, well, you know, they got to do something about this cap number. Like it's, it's not an outrageous cap number. Like when, right. when LaShawn McCoy had a cap number of 15 million or 14 or whatever it was going to be that last year, right. that was a lot for a running back. That was, you know, the Eagles had to do something. But my, but my point is when Jason Peters got that deal, they knew in 2017 he was going to be 34, 35 years old. I mean, this wasn't, 
you know, this isn't like a surprise development that that at 11, that in 2017 this is his age. I mean, they knew that. So to what Mark was saying is, yeah, they got to figure out what to do with Jason Peters. But if you're Jason Peters, you're saying, no, I signed this deal. Like, why why would I take less money less yeah. money all of a sudden when I played 16 games last year? I was yeah, probably your most dependable. Yeah, I was probably your most dependable offensive lineman last year. So yeah, is 11.7 million dollars? Could the Eagles? Get that to it. Would they like to have that lower number? Absolutely. But they gave this deal. So you know, they'll have to figure something out to get more cap space. Now let's talk about this. And when we'll get into all the names, and, and obviously Peters is in the news because the story came out a couple of days ago that the Eagles, you know, this is the ball's moving here and it may be trying to get him to lower this cap number. Now, I think based on where he is in his career and all the money he's made, like this isn't an original story, right, guys? I mean, we see this all the time where veterans are asked to take a pay cut, maybe when they don't really deserve to. And yeah, they sign this contract, but he can give them a break here, can he? And, and Mark, well, I, I know you and I disagree why? with it on Twitter. Why does he give them a break? Because he, does he want to win here? I don't know. He wants well, to get paid. Said, well, I'll, I'll give you a quote from him. Is, and, and is he going to win here? Well, I don't, oh, I don't know that question, but I, I didn't answer that. But I do know this. And this is what he said in December. He talked about Carson having a lot of upside. And th- this is a quote from Jason Peters. I, I feel like if we get the right pieces in here to help him a little bit, not saying that we don't have them, but if we don't, but we don't have the firepower that we normally have every year. At the end of the day, he has a lot of upside. I would definitely come back and try to protect his blind side again. I really want a ring. It would be sad to play all these years and not even get close. That's Jason Peters in December. Like, he can help them do that. All right, first of all, Jason Pierce can play for free next year, and they're not going to win a ring. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Agreed on that. But the, the point is, he can help them facilitate get some better players in here, right? He takes a couple million off. It helps. But why? Because he because he wants to win. So cut me, and I'll go to Denver tomorrow, and and, and maybe go to, or Seattle tomorrow, and I get a better chance to win. And that's fine. If he, but we're staring at it. We're in a staring contest, right? How do you think this plays out with with this guy, Mark? I think the Eagles. If the Eagles are smart, they back down and bite the bullet and pay him to pay him what what they promised to pay him. He's not taking a pay cut. See, there's a difference between restructuring your deal and taking a pay cut. Right. right. There's a big difference. Pay cut means your pay cut. You're supposed to make a lot. We owe you ten point three this year. We're going to pay you eight point one. That's a pay cut. Now, if they want to take the ten three and lower it this year, but give them a a bonus of money up front that they could stretch out over two more years. He might do that as long as he's still making ten three this year. Well, let me let me let me say this, and and Mark understands the cap really well. So as I say this, if if something's wrong, just just jump in. But so Jason Peters has a cap hit this year of eleven point seven, but that's mm-hmm. not what he's actually making. That's yeah, just his cap 3. hit. Ten point two, ten point three. Yeah. Well, okay. Ten. I have it. It's ten point four. But whatever. Let's just let's just say ten point five to make the math easy. Oh, you're right. You know what? He 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 got a little extra for uh, making the Pro Bowl last year. Right. So his cap hits ten point five million for two. I mean, sorry. His his base salary for th- for this upcoming season is ten point five million. So if Jason Peters doesn't do a thing, his contract stays the same. The Eagles don't cut him. He'll make ten point five million. In two thousand eighteen, he has a base salary of ten million. In 2018, the Eagles can cut him and save $9 million. So I think we both agree that the chances of him playing on his contract in 2018 are slim. Would we all agree at that? Yeah. At his age, and especially because they owe Lane Johnson a bunch, you would think to eventually play left tackle. It seems odd that he'd be here for two more years like that. Okay. So if I'm Jason Peters, one thing that I would make – that I think makes sense – because I agree with – you know, I agree with Mark in saying, if I'm Jason Peters, why would I take a pay cut? 
But at the same time, you know, I guess if you want to try to help the team out a little bit, I can't fault him for that either. So if you're, if you're Jason Peters and you look and you say, okay, if I play out the rest of this contract, realistically, I only have $10.5 million of guaranteed money left on this deal because I'm not going to see that $10 million in 2018. So if you're the Eagles, you say to him, look, we'll give you we'll, – we'll, over the next two years, we'll give you $6 million this year or like seven, – let's say $7 million this year and $7 million in 2018. So the Eagles basically commit to bring him back in 2018. You're Maybe, guaranteeing me that, right? You're guaranteeing me 7-7? Seven and seven? So I'm, Right, exactly. So I'm guaranteeing you $14 million over the next two years instead of 10 in the first year. Like that's something I think would make sense for him where well, – I, I think – I'm on, I'm with you, except I would I think for his purposes, the way you do it is you say we're going to lower your base this year, Jason, to seven million, but we're going to give you a signing bonus of three point five or a roster bonus, call it whatever you no no it has to be a signing to spread it out, but we're going to give you a signing bonus right now of three of three of three million, mm-hmm. so he's still making his ten this year, but that only one point five or maybe you have to lower it more. Maybe you give him six this year and a signing bonus of four. So he's still getting 10, but only eight would count against the cap. And then you save three on the cap. See, if I'm Jason Peters and I look and I say, all right, there's three things at play here. There's, do you know, helping the team because I want to win, whatever, right? There's that. There's the fact that I'm going to make $10.5 million this year. And then there's the fact that Beyond this year, his career is kind of in question. Not, I mean, I think Jason Peters will be in the NFL in 2018. But is he with the Eagles? Is he with another team? Is he with a good team? Is he playing guard? Is he playing tackle? So one incentive, and I think the best incentive for Jason Peters in redoing this deal is he can make it so he's guaranteed to be here in 2018. So that the Eagles, the way they structure the deal, it doesn't make sense for them to cut him anymore. Because well, right, but, right but, now it makes sense for them to cut him before 2018. They save $9.5 million. He'll be you know another year older, all those things. But so if you're Peters, you can look and you go, all right, let's assume, let's assume he likes playing here. He's been here a long time. He wants to stay in the area. He can make it so he knows he has a job in Philadelphia the next two years. And to me, that's the biggest incentive he has to redo his deal. Not take a pay cut but to just redo his deal so that the 2018, the way it's structured, it would be hard for them to move on from him. But do you want, if you're the Eagles, do you want him into? In well, that's, that, yeah, and that's an excellent follow-up question. I don't know. I, I don't think they do. See, here's my thing. But, but you want him this year. We all agree with that, right? Because they, they don't have nobody else. Okay, right. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah. But, and because Lane Johnson screwed everything up, right? They can't, exactly. they t- you can't trust that guy now. So you have one guy you can't trust and nobody else. I mean, if the Eagles, let, let's say that the Eagles weren't able to move up last year. And they didn't get Carson Wentz, all right? And they took Jack Conklin or uh, the kid that Baltimore took. I can't think of the kid. Oh, Ronnie Stanley? Ronnie Stanley. If they had taken a tackle in the first round, then by all means, you get rid of Jason Peters and save, yep. the, and save that money because you have your, your tackles are in place now. I don't think Vitae, I don't, I mean, he did a, he's not ready. He's not the guy. Let's be honest. He's you don't want him out there 16 games. Not, not yet. He was, and, and, and nothing against him. He was a fifth round pick. He's, he's not supposed to come in and be ready that that quick you know so the the eagles because they ha- i mean jason peter if i'm jason peter's agent i'm laughing at you i'm thinking we're not doing anything you got to make it really good for for me like oh he's a, give me money next whatever to, to make me go along with this it's not possible that you, that you didn't draft a tackle and that lane failed a test you know but the question is if you're the eagles what's more important to you lowering his cap hit this year or still having the ability to move on from him in 2018 
And then I think to throw in with it, like I think as people listen and listen to the numbers you said there, Elliot, like eight or 11, you know, I think there could be a segment of people like, well, what's it's not that much of a difference. But like this is probably the difference. If if they can do something with Peters, right, like that might be the difference between keeping another player or not. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers and we'll get into all these other names. But like Jason Kelsey, I think, is a three point eight million dollar savings. That's just one example. Like if, if somehow Peters number gets lowered by three million or so, maybe they keep Kelsey. And, and also, maybe when that- you only when you only have fifteen million dollars in space, right? Three millions a lot. Like, yeah, if you're the Niners, yeah, all right, fine. You have eighty million dollars, so maybe you don't. You know, it's not worth it. But you know, you're talking about growing your cap space by, but you know, twenty percent, thirty percent, or whatever. I can't do the math quickly. But you say over and over and over again is the most important thing for the Eagles right now. Protecting Carson, protect Carson Wentz. And you are you okay with? Jason Peters not protecting his blind side next year? No, I, I would bring him back. I, if I'm the Eagles, I would ask him to do a deal, and I would probably I, – I don't know if I'd want to commit to him being here, here in 2018. If he, if he said he was like maybe willing to play guard – I don't, I don't but, think that's what they – see, again, the report was they didn't ask him to restructure. They asked him to take a pay cut. Yeah, that's true. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a big, big difference in pay cut and re- players like to restructure because they're getting more money today. Everybody wants money today. Yeah. Right. I mean, every any business, you anybody. I want if you want to pay me today for the next two months, I'll take my two months pay today. Sure, I'd, I'd rather have money in my pocket. Every anybody would do that. So that's a restructure. A pay cut means they went to him and said, "Hey, you're supposed to make ten point three. We're going to pay you seven point four. So, so here's a question: If you guys had to pick, and then we can move on to other players. Would you rather cut J- if, if these were, were your, these were your only two options? Cut Jason Peters today so you don't have him, or you commit to having him as your starting left tackle, or at least on the roster the next two seasons, and his cap hits like seven million dollars. Like, well, which do you prefer? Like, are you willing to make him the guy in two thousand eighteen? I can't get out of two eighteen if he plays bad in twenty. You in- you can you can bench him, but you just no no no. I mean, if he has a bad or he gets hurt. He's you know he, he he breaks down in the middle of this year. I'm still stuck with him the next year. Yeah, or the cap hit to cut him is like you know six million bucks or something. Like it it, it wouldn't make sense to cut. I him. think I'd rather cut him than commit to eighteen. I might too. I don't know, but they and I need him I bad though. I don't have Lane Johnson's cap number in front of me, but I imagine it's just going to get bigger in 2018. So you're going to want him to play left tackle. Or before we, it's a hard question, Elliot. I, I, it's a hard one. Before we move on to all the other names, and we'll give a yes or no on them. I'll, I'll give it to both. I'll give you three options, how you, and we're going to guess how this Peters thing ends. All right, here are the three options. He restructures or takes, you know, or takes a pay cut. So it's in some way his cap number is lowered for next year, helping them. That's option one. Option two, he makes all $11.7 million and they shrug their shoulders and walk away, and then he plays left tackle for one more year, or they cut him. Rank, rank those three in likelihood, Elliot. What's the most likely of those three? Least likely. So not what I not what I would do. What right, like, what, how do you, how do we guess this plays out? <sighs> um, God, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say I I think the top option is something happens in terms okay. of a deal. I think that would be because I think he wants to stay here. I think the Eagles want him. I think there's incentive on both sides. I, but the second one is I kind of think the second one is cut him just because I think the Eagles are not smart. And like, you know, like, so, I mean, like, and it makes no sense, but I could just see them doing some stupid, like cutting them and moving Lane Johnson to left and just starting Vitae. Um, but I, I think the chances, 
of him just playing this year on eleven point seven million or slim. Mark, how do you rank the those possibilities? Um, it is tough. I mean, I like Elliot's whining about they're not real smart. Um, <laughs> I think he. I, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to. I'm going to say nothing happens. He makes his money and he's gone at the end of the year. And he goes to just bite the bullet and, and find other ways to create money this year. Then he just stays and makes all his money. Is number one. Number two. They restructure and number three, they cut them. But I'm not, but I could be convinced that, that to, to flip that in a second if, if somebody gives me a strong argument. I think yeah, it's, I'm, a, it's a I'm really interesting case. Usually I have a pretty good feel. I don't, I know one thing, and I've talked to some of his, like Peters is, is very prideful and very headstrong. And he's not going to give in easily. He's, he's, he's not going to give in. He's not about, you know, Oh yeah, I'll give you money back. And that, so that's it's gonna have to restructure him. It's gonna have to be something that he feels is worth it. And I don't know if that's if the Eagles are gonna be that way to him. So I don't know. And here's a, here's another. We got to throw this into it now. If if it comes to the point where they cut him, do they have to draft a tackle pretty high then? Yeah, you might have to take it with your first or second pick. Which is that which? What happens to corner and wide receiver then? Unless they believe, I mean, how much do they believe in Vitae? I think they believe in Vitae a lot, just for oh. what it's worth. Well, as you said, they're not real smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a matter of what they could do, should do, and will do. There, there are three different things there. So, the, I mean, the Peters story will be a big one. We're you know about a month away from free agency. And the reason we brought him up to start is because there's the news about him, and it would be such a big savings. They could save, what, $9.7 million if they cut him. All right, I have six names for you guys. We'll go yes or no on whether or not these guys will be cut. We'll keep it simple, not restructure, just yes cut means or cut. not. Yes means cut them. Yes means they'll be cut. Yes, we'll do it for our perspective. Yes, cut them. No, they shouldn't cut oh, them. So we have six names, and if they cut all six of these guys, I'll throw this out first, then we could have the individual savings as we go along. But I added it up. If they cut all six of the guys we're going to talk about, they'd, they'd gain an extra $23.45 million for the cap for next year, which now we're but, talking about pretty significant money, right? They have 15.2. Joe, keep one thing in mind. Every time you cut a guy, you got to replace him somehow. No doubt. Right. So that takes away from what you you're can do. creating more. This team has holes already. It's, it's not like this is the, this team is built and they're, wow, we got a Super Bowl team here. You got a, a team that hasn't made a playoffs in what, three straight, four straight years, whatever it is now. Yeah. Long, it's been a long time. You're three, right, Mark. So they have holes already. Every guy you cut, you're creating another hole. You are, and it's either going to be a different free agent who's going to cost money, or you're going to have to use the draft pick. So, so that's the other side of this. So here are the let, – let's start. Let's go one by one with these. Okay. Uh, let's start with Connor Barwin. We'll go Elliot and then Mark on all these. Yes, no, Connor Barwin, and the savings with him would be $7.75 million. Yeah, I would cut him. I mean, if he was willing – right now his cap hit is going to be $8.3 million. If he If he wanted to take a deal where that cap hit was going to go down to around three. Then I think I would keep him, but you know um, he's going to be your third defensive end. I mean, he has to with what they paid Vinnie Curry, and obviously Brandon Graham will start on the other side. Um, cutting Barwin clearly uh, make, makes defensive end a need because then you you need a third guy. Um, but yeah, I am you know if you save seven and a half million dollars, I, I would definitely cut Connor Barwin. Mark, I would try like heck to trade him, I, and I think he doesn't make. I mean for. I would look. I would call every three, four team in the league. His what's his salary this year? Like seven, seven, 
Seven point five. That's not crazy for a starting three four linebacker. If there's a team that feels they could, they could use a veteran outside line, like a good team that feels they need one more piece, I would try. I think I think he still has value. I think he, I don't think he's as bad, bad. I don't I don't think he had as bad a year as a lot of people do, and I think he was miscast in a four three. So I'd be on the phone to every three four team saying, "Hey, you want Connor Barwin? What what would you give me for him? I'd like to get something. I would." I would get rid of him for all the reasons that Elliot just stated, but I, I think I could get something back for him and save money. I'd try to get a double hit there. So if so, they cut him, we, we think he ends up on the Patriots and contributes to them next year? <laughs> Basically. And gets a ring. <laughs> Probably does. All right, so I, I'm on board with both of you. I, I think it's at that number he's he's cutting him is the right move. Though if you can get something for him, obviously, Mark, in a trade. Think, don't you think he can? He's not that old. He In a 3-4, I think he's a pretty good 3-4 linebacker. Doesn't it feel like everyone thinks they're going to cut him? Like, why would a team give up something if they could just wait two weeks? Because he might not sign with you. Because if you're not in New England, <laughs> you might not get him, right? Right. If you're, if you're uh, give me another 3-4 team. The, Arizona. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Or, yeah, Arizona's a great example. If, if they need an outside linebacker, he might not sign with you. So you get him. You give up a six-round pick or a, a – an offensive lineman that, that that you have an extra part, spare part, or whatever, you know, whatever Eagles want to do, whatever they can get. You know, if you're in New England, you don't trade for him because you think you might get him. But if you're a team that needs him and, and think you might not get him, why not? Yeah, trade yeah it guarantees he's on your team instead of you know waiting for the free agent game. So Bar- Barwin would be a seven point seven five million dollar uh, savings. All right, let's go to player two, Michael Kendricks. It's a $1.8 million savings if they cut Kendricks. Elliot? Well, hold on. Let me say this, though. If they designate him as their June 1st cut, which is, you know, just like an NFL cap salary rule or whatever, they save around four. They, the cap savings is $5 million. That's a big difference. Right. And it leaves a $1.6 million in dead money. But, I mean, it's still for a $5 million. I mean, Michael Kendricks is not going to be on this roster next year. We can go through it. We can talk about it. But he's, he's not going to be on the roster. I mean, because the, the, they don't, you know, you're not going to, he's got a cap hit of 6.6 million. They clearly don't think he's a very good linebacker. They hardly play him. Um, I think he's a guy that has the potential to go elsewhere and play well because he does have the athletic ability and he's proven as a blitzer he can make plays. Um, but he's not going to be on the roster next year. So if they, they could try to trade him, but they tried to trade him the past two off seasons and they think they couldn't get anything for him. So I don't, I think a trade is unlikely. I think they'll designate him as their post June 1st cut and they'll save $5 million. Mark, where do you stand on Kendrick? I mean, they didn't play him much last year. I mean, the percentage of snaps, he didn't play. Yeah, I mean, they can't they can't keep a guy who in one game played all three snaps and he was healthy. So no, he no, he can't be here. I mean, the most snaps he played in any one game last year was was at Seattle. He played thirty one, and that was still only forty some percent of the, of, of of the plays. I mean, no, they can't. It, it's it's a way. I mean. And I and this isn't even for I mean it, this is a lot like Leo McKelvin who we began the show talking about in that it's not just to save money it's he's not why have a guy on a team that you don't play I mean he's not any he's they don't I think he's better than they do but they yeah I agree those decisions so they don't think he's any good and they and and like I agree with Elliot one hundred percent they're not going to I don't think you I think Barwin has value I think they've devalued him so much that no one's going to give you anything for him at this point. You know, this is like a not to get on off a side tangent, but this is, I think, is an interesting point. Like, so we talk about the Eric Rowe trade. We mentioned in the beginning, you know, they made the wrong evaluation. But when you think about the fact, like, they didn't think Eric Rowe was good. 
So, but once you get over that fact that that was wrong, the fact that they traded him for a fourth round pick, that's why everyone says, you know, was the, was it a bad trade? What was the trade a mistake? Yes. Was it a bad trade? No, because they weren't going to play Eric Rowe. I mean, two years ago, if you would have talked about trading Michael Kendricks, we would have said, oh, you can maybe get like a second round pick for him. You know, like he's a young linebacker. He does all these things. He's, you know, he's on the come up, but they didn't think he was a good player. So they didn't play him and they drove his value down into the ground. So Eric Rowe, I think we can all agree they shouldn't have traded him because their cornerbacks are a disaster. But they didn't think he was good and he wasn't going to play. So when Howie says we thought his value would be higher now than it would be you know, in a year or two, he's probably right because they were going to drive his value down into the ground. So Michael Kendrick, we all think is better. More than a we would probably keep him, but you're not going to get anything for him because they've killed his value because they don't think he's good. But they didn't get value. They got a fourth in 2018. But what are you going to get for Michael? Though, what, right? what, if what, Eric what, Rowe what, plays? But, but, but what are you going to get for Kendricks now? Oh, I'm not talking about Kendricks. I'm talking nothing. No, but, no, but I'm saying it's I a similar situation. Rowe, but I still think Rowe was a bad trade. I don't care how you look at it. You can slice it and dice it and spin it any way you want. That was a bad trade. It was a, it was, a bad trade. Yeah, okay. I, but, my, my, but my point is this. My point is a good two, trade year, two, years ago, two years ago, what, what do you think you could have gotten for Michael Kendricks? Not as much as you think. Okay, well, do you think you could have gotten anything for him? That's fourth round pick in two years. All right, what are you going to get for him now? Less, nothing. I You're know not going to get anything for they, him. They've ruined his value, right. Right, That's, exactly. They've valued him. So my point is, in two years or a year, if the Eagles didn't think Eric Rowe was any good and they weren't going to play him, then you weren't going to get anything for him now. Well, they so, should, I'm not saying they, if they wanted to trade him, they could have held out and got more than a fourth-round pick in 2018. I think how do you know teams, that, though? I'm, I'm guessing that he since they, had, they gave up a two and, a, and two fives to get him, other teams must have liked him a little bit, too. I guess, but I mean I – I doubt they just called the only negotiated with the Patriots. Well, I mean, Howie New England called him. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Well, Which, I mean, are, are you saying Howie lied? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 the Eagles did not like Eric Rowe, and they tried to trade him last offseason. So I still contend they were thinking about cutting him because he wasn't going to be on the team. Yeah, because they had no cut. spot for him. Right. Yeah, because he's not better than the guys. That's, that's but that's not the point. The point is, what, like, once you make the evaluation on the player – then the, the actual decision of what you trade him for is, is different, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the evaluation was wrong on Eric Rowe. They shouldn't. But then, yeah, I am with you, Elliot. Once they decided they didn't like him, then what do you well, get for Whatever you get, you get, I guess. Okay, but it was still a bad trade. <laughs> uh, it looks, and it just looked worse as, as the months went on. So, Barwin, we all agree that, that something either has to happen with a trade or he's cut. Kendricks is going to be cut. Let's go to Jason Kelsey, which is one that the stories with him started a couple weeks ago. Not surprising. They drafted Isaac Sayamalo in the third round last year. They seem to love Isaac Sayamalo. And I know Doug Peterson you know, said he was confident he could play if he needed him to play basically anywhere. They play him all over the offensive line. $3.8 million savings if Kelsey is gone. Elliot, Kelsey going to be here? So we've debated this one, you know, a lot. I I think Kelsey is going to be here. Um, I know that the Eagles haven't given him any indication on what they're going to do yet. So read into that whatever you will. Um, I think it makes sense for him to be here. If you cut him, you have dead money on the. If you if you just straight up cut Jason Kelsey, you have two point four million dollars in dead money on the books. Yeah, you save three point eight, but you still that's a fair amount of dead money. I mean. That would be the second most amount of dead money on the uh, on the books right now. So, I you know I don't think there's like a ton of incentive to, to cut him. Yeah, three million dollars in savings is good, but 
when you cut Leonis McKelvin, you only had, I think, $100,000 in dead money. So it was worth it. But do the Eagles really want to still pay Jason Kelsey $2.4 million just, just to go away? I don't really think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, just as we talked about it, you know, 10 minutes ago, the number one priority on this team is to protect Carson Wentz. And I know Jason Kelsey isn't a Pro Bowl center anymore or whatever. Well, I guess that technically he was. But I mean, I know he's not, he doesn't play at a Pro Bowl level. But I think he's still a good starting center. I think he's an above average starting center. And I, I think they should keep him. And I think ultimately they will. Mark, how about Kelsey? 3.8 savings. As I, as I wrote Thursday morning, um, I think it all ties into Jason Peters. If Peters is back, I think Kelsey has to go. Simply because you need some money somewhere. And you have to take a hit on, you know. But if Peters goes, then you, you can't have you can't have a totally new look line in front of your franchise quarterback. So I really think they go to Peters. That's why they went to Peters first. I think they're going to see what happens with Peters, and that will depend on what they do with Kelsey. So I don't think both of those guys will, will – if to answer – I'm kind of hedging my bets here, but both of those guys won't be here next year. One of the Jasons is going to be gone. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because they need to save mm-hmm. money somewhere, and if they can't get it from Peters, Kelsey could be the guy to do it. I- I'm with both of you. I-, I think that he it just makes too much sense not to cut him, even though they could, you know, it's a and veteran they center. They do have his replacement. Whether he's good or not, we don't know right. yet. In their minds, Samalo, I think they think highly, more highly, highly of Samalo than they do of Vitae. I hope, I hope they do. And that may, I mean, it makes sense. They drafted him in the third, third round, right? Vitae in the fifth. And he was their second pick. He was the third round pick, but they didn't have a second round pick. So we, right, I'll, I'll say this, and we can you can save this audio bite and all that. If they cut Jason Kelsey, they're gonna it's gonna end up being a mistake. I think it's a move they'll end up regretting. Do you think, think that could, because he goes on and for the next five years plays at a high level, or or say Amalo is just not good enough? I think both. I think Jason Kelsey is still a starting center in this league. I think he's going to be a starting center, a better starting center than say Amalo. And I don't think, I don't think if you told me next year. Say Amalu ends this year, and I go, wow, he played well throughout the year. I would be surprised. So I think if they cut Jason Kelsey, it'll be a mistake. All right, well, our, our esteemed producer, Andrew, will save this audio. Save and uh, yeah, if I mean, we need it, we'll have it. A mistake in what? I mean, yeah, I mean, Kelsey, I mean, he might go start. I mean, but you are but you have no problem cutting Connor Barwin. I think, I think well, today. Connor Barwin, the difference with, the difference with cutting. The difference cutting, with cutting Cutter Barwin is you save $7 million and you only leave $600,000 of dead money on the books. Why, why are you worried about dead money? Because it, it still counts towards your cap. Yeah, but you're still saving 3.8. True, but all right. So the Eagles are – this is the dead money the Eagles have. They have $5.5 million. Do- <laughs> well, I'm saying – all right. So the salary cap – we talk about – all right. We talk about the Eagles not having a lot of salary cap space, right? right. If, they, if they cut Jason Kelsey – $10 million of their salary cap will be going towards players not on the roster. But so, the, at, at, at a, the bottom line is the savings is still 3.8. So agreed. They have 15, they have 18.8, right? Agreed. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying I don't see the, the reasoning. I'm saying I think it's, it's not, the reasoning does not outweigh. There's more reasons to keep him than there is to cut him. Do you think he's a bad player? He's okay. Okay, I don't mean Connor. I don't mean Connor Barwin's a bad player either. I think he's a good player. But Connor Barwin, there's a much you save twice as much in salary cap space. Maybe because and he's twice he, as and good. he's like he's a rotational player. Jason Kelsey played, you know, he, he when, when he's healthy, he plays every snap. You don't that they don't they haven't gotten to that point yet in the NFL where you rotate offensive linemen. But I right. just think I think you would I think if both guys are available, 
you would get more more teams will be calling about Connor Barwin than Jason Kelsey. How's that? Save that. I, I, I don't disagree with that. But, okay. but my but my point is, there's more of an incentive to cut to 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 get rid of Barwin than there's. Oh, I was with you. Believe me, I'm with you getting rid of Barwin. I just don't understand your love affair with Kelsey. That's all. It's not. It's just I don't see like I don't see like. You know, like wh- why everyone is like, oh, he's got to go. Like his cap hit's not that high. He's your starting center. I think he helps Carson Wentz. He played pretty well last year. I know he wasn't perfect, but he he played. I mean, I think you'd probably give him what a C plus, B minus for last year. Yeah, about that. About that. Right. Had I some mean, bad moments. He also had a good run for about a month in you know what was it November or so where he played really well. Right. And everyone says, okay, well, you know, you can't run a quarterback sneak with him because he's a smaller center. Like, okay, that how many times you run a quarterback sneak per year? Like, there's still a ton of times where his athleticism and the fact that he is a little undersized does help this team. So, yeah, I'm, like if you told me you, you can have a better – like I, I could upgrade at center, well, yeah, I would because you if you can upgrade any position, you would do it. But I just don't see why everyone is like, Kelsey's got to go. Like he's not, he's not bad and you don't – and this, the, caps, the cap situation is not one where it's like a no-brainer. No, and as I said, if they if they can't come to terms with Peters and they let him go, then yeah, I don't want to re- I don't want a whole new look offensive line. So, but I mean, if although then you can make the argument you just restart, but whatever, go ahead. No, but I'm saying yeah, but but then hmm, then you're risking Carson Wentz getting killed. I would rather keep Jason Peters at eleven point seven and keep Jason Kelsey at six point six than I would get rid of both of them. All right, let's let's oh. add this into the oh. mix because I was going to throw this name in next anyway, but I think it all ties in. Clearly, all three of us and you guys are around them all the time. They like Isaac Sayamalo, and that's why there's yeah. something to all this because, all right, Sayamalo could play multiple positions. He, I, he was a center in college, but clearly last year he showed he could play. What about this name? And, and Mark, we threw this out before the show, and, and you kind of said, well, why is he involved? Well, if they're going to keep Peters, like Elliot might say, maybe you keep Kelsey. What about cutting – Alan Barber, and not because Barber's a bad player, but clearly they like Sayamalo, and it would give him a place to play at left guard. And Barber is a $2.1 million savings, which, yes. again, with a team that only has $15 million, that's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big chunk of change. I Elliot, just, how about keeping the, guy, the other guys, like you mentioned, and cutting Barber? So I see your logic, but my thing is, if, like, I would rather just keep Barber and have him as a backup and just start Sayamalo. Like I don't think it's where you have to cut Barber to start Sayamalo. So I see your point and two million dollars, I mean, you know, whatever it's say it's savings when you don't have a lot and you're really trying like I, I I would keep Alan Barber. But the other thing we have to ask about this um is are the Eagles cutting all this cal- – If they are they trying to get salary cap space because they're going to sign guys or are you just doing it for the sake of doing it? Like, like, do the Eagles look at this free agency class and go, okay, we want to have this amount of money le- in our on our books because we want to try – like we think Terrell Pryor is going to shake free from Cleveland. So we, we want to make sure we have this space to do it because what you don't want to do is just cut people for the sake of cutting them and then all of a sudden you don't have people to sign and people don't want to come here because Alan Barber knows the offense. He's a good veteran player. He can start. He can play guard. I think he'd be he'd be a good. He's he'll also be fine as a backup. You know, as much as any player is fine with being a backup. So I wouldn't cut him just to cut him. But if you do think you you know if you think you're going to get all this cap space to do something with it, then I wouldn't like kill him for getting rid of Barber. Yeah, I wouldn't kill him, but that that would be a. I think that would be a bad mistake. His salary is only two point one million, right? Yeah, you're not going to find anybody better than him for two point one million. I agree. A guy that can start at either guard spot can bail you out at right tackle. 
Knows the offense. Yeah, a good locker room guy, well-liked by his team. I mean, he's, he never caused any problem. He's, he doesn't get in trouble. Um, no, I mean, I think he's a bargain at 2.1. I mean, that saving 2.1, no. If, if I was saving 8.1, maybe. Yeah, but no, and, and again, you have so many questions on this line. I mean, Lane Johnson, what if he got, what if he, he's, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I know I got Alan Barber, I can play him at right tackle. I got Samalo at guard. I don't know about Samalo playing 16 games. I got Alan Barber. Brooks at the other guard. He might wake up and not want to play today. I don't know. I got Alan Barber. I, you know, I mean, I, I know Alan Barber. I think Alan Barber is much more – and I, I do like him personally, so I'm not going to let – I'm going to try to keep that out of it. But I know I would not – I think he's a valuable part of this team. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned the Brooks thing there, Mark, and, and that like yeah. that is – troubling for the Eagles and they and they obviously hope that he he gets everything under control and he's able to play and be good for them because they paid him a lot of money but that, that's another and I'm not going to say he's unreliable it's you know it's a touch and feel thing because I don't think even they understand what he goes through but like Lane Johnson we know you can't trust and they have an issue there with their right guard that you're right he, he may have issues where he wakes up and he can't play that day so you do need that this year and you know crucial games yeah so yeah, that's why you know Alan Barber to me is is too versatile and too valuable to for, to save just two million for it. I I I I didn't even when you brought his name up prior, I was I didn't even have him on my list of someone that that they would think of getting rid of. But that's you know who knows what they might do. All right, two more names. They play the same position, and it's a $4 million savings for each. And, look, if we're trying to make a case why we shouldn't cut some of these other guys, I mean, they're going to have to find money somewhere if they're going to be active in free agency. So $4 million for each of these guys, same position, Elliot Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles. Yeah, I would get rid of both of them. Now, I think you can trade Sproles. I think they can get something for him. And I just think this this team is at a point where – Having a running back of Sproul's age on the roster doesn't make sense. I think you get, you know, you cut them both, you get $8 million, then you use that to, you know, do something um, with you to fix the line or whatever. And then you draft running backs and you go into next year with, with young, young running backs. Um, again, it's nothing against Darren Sproles. Like, this isn't a Leotis McKelvin situation. You can make the argument Sproles is their best offensive player. I mean, in terms of just what he can do and, you know, other opposing defenses worrying about him. I just think there's a perfect situation where it doesn't make sense to have Sproles here. Sproles, you know, last offseason didn't come to the voluntary OTAs. Um, you know, there was rumblings that he didn't really want to be here. So I think moving on from him makes sense. And I think he'd be perfectly okay getting traded to, you know, a Seattle or San Diego or something like that. Mark, what about the two running backs? One, both, both gone. How do you play it? Well, Matthews, is. I'll be stunned. Stunned, like I've never been stunned before. If Ryan Matthews, if I, you know, if Ryan Matthews is here next year, I, even before he got hurt, I think he was he was gone. Now he's now he's damaged goods on top, and they don't need him. So no, he's gone. Um, and four million that's that's a nice that's a nice pickup there. Sproles, I, I hear everything Elliot said, and I can't really disagree with any of it. Um, but I wouldn't kill them if they brought him back. I would kill them if they brought Ryan Matthews back. That would just be stupidity. Um, but I could see keeping Sproles for some reasons, um, maybe to help the young, he's, he, he is a good locker room influence to some of the younger guys. I don't know how important that is anymore, but, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill them if they, if they, if they got rid of Sproles. Uh, I was surprised they gave him the extra year this, this year. That tells me that they might keep him because he was supposed, he was supposed to be up this year and they could have just let him go. Um, they gave him that extra year, 
uh, so I don't know if that I don't know if that means anything. What's interesting about the extra year is it's like it's right, right, exactly. It's essentially like a team option in a lot yeah. of ways, even though That's it's not right. called that. Yeah, I don't know why they did that though. I mean, there, then again, they did so that. You own his rights. I mean, just you just do it so you own his rights. Yeah, I guess, but if you're going to cut him, well, I'm now gonna... you could trade him. I mean, I think he's got trade value, don't you? No, I mean, they got him for a fifth three years ago. He's three years older now. What are you going to get a seven? It's better. Yeah, I mean, better than cutting him though. Good. You can draft Alex McAllister again. <laughs> Forgot about that. But yeah, I would, I would get rid of both of them. All right, let's end with this, guys, because you know we threw out all the names there and the players they could cut and, and they could save if they cut all those guys we talked about somewhere between you know 23 and, and over 30 more million and I add that to the 15 they have right now so there's a wide range of money they could have in free agency right now as we sit here a month from the league year opening Elliot how much activity then we're going to see and do you think they're going to be really active when free agency opens with a lot of cap room how do, how do you think this whole thing plays out your guess right now so uh, one one way I look at it is every year we sit here and we go, all right, this is the year the Eagles, you know, just kind of like they don't have a lot of cap space. You know, they're not going to be able to do much. This is the year where, you know, they have Doug Peterson as the head coach. It's going to be a boring season. This team is never boring. You know, it's just – and this is probably why they never win. But they are always making constant changes. They're always in the market for the big free agency guys. So, yeah, I do think when free agency hits, the Eagles are going to be involved in a lot of these guys. I think if, if Alshon Jeffrey – you know, if you know he's if he does indeed become a free agent, then yeah, I think they'll be in on him. I think if Charles Pryor hits a free agent market, Kenny Stills, um, I think any big name free agent out there that's a cornerback or a receiver, the Eagles are going to be interested in. And I think they have the cap space to get it done. The question is, do players want to come here? I think Wentz helps because I think they'll look and they'll say they have a quarterback. But you know, the Eagles are not that close to winning, so I don't think. I wouldn't call the Eagles a free agent destination. I mean, this isn't you know going to play for New England or going to play in, in, in a city like Miami. It's nothing against Philly. I love Philadelphia. I just don't think it you know it doesn't have the warm weather. It doesn't have like no income tax like some states. So I, I think the Eagles will be in, in on guys. If you know, are they going to recreate the dream team and sign a bunch of free agents? I don't think that's going to end up being the outcome. But I do think they'll be in on guys and they'll probably land one one name we we talked about or people have mentioned coming into this. Mark, how, how much activity they we're going to see here in the next month, month and a half? I think they get one. Oh, you said at the end, I'll, I'll lead with that. I think they, they sign one premier player, whether it's a corner or a wide receiver, I don't know. But I think they'll sign one, one starter. They'll get one guy that comes at the, they, they sign him, they give him a, you know, a good solid contract, and he will be starting at either wide receiver or corner or whatever, they do, or whatever position the guy plays. I'm, I'm assuming it'll be one of those 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 two spots and then they kind of maybe get a depending on who they get rid of you know if they get rid of um Matthews and Sproles they may have to sign them you know a, a middle of the road running back just to have somebody on the roster besides Wendell Smallwood that's all they would have is right if they get both well, I guess Barner's well Barner's restricted so I don't know what they're going to do with him but um I think I think one Guy, one guy, everybody says wow for they'll 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 get, and then maybe a couple minor guys like a, like like last year when they signed to Wis, Wisniewski and you know guys like like that. It should be interesting. They have a lot of names that could get cut. They have a lot of holes they're going to have to fill, and they're going to see how much money they could put together here. Guys, this was a fun one. We'll look forward soon to the next period of this and who they might target, who they should target, and how much money they're going to have. We'll be back soon with our next episode. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark.
Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode 60 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there. We'll be back soon on NJ.com. Yeah.